Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 168 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. You should check it out. Go to CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, and they'll roast it any way you want it for them. You can get dark roast. You can get medium roast. You can get light roast. What else is great about it? They'll ship it to your house. Oh my gosh, it's been a godsend over the years to have coffee shipped to my house. Some of the freshest roasted coffee I've ever had, too. And uh, what's even better, they'll give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. So when you find a coffee you like at CouchtownCoffee.com, just tell them Audible Farm sent you and they'll give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, Couchtown. This week, I'm sitting down with Scott Kirkhart. He's been on the podcast a few times before. We talk about things he's got going on in his musical endeavors as of late. Uh, we all know him as a solo musician. We also know him as, uh, I guess you could say, the father of broken strings. You know, he, he kind of got all that started. We also know him as somebody that plays with Salty Views. Uh, little do we know he's got a new project in the works. So we talk about that. We talk about some upcoming stuff in Broken Strings. We talk about shows he has coming up as well. He's got plenty of shows coming up in the near future. So check those out. This is a great episode. I'm sorry it's out late, everybody. Feeling a little under the weather, but uh, I'm glad to get this episode out uh, the day it was supposed to, albeit a little bit late. But uh, thank you guys for being patient with me. This is episode 168 with my good friend, Scott Kirkhart. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, so, yeah, let's give her a go here. So I'm sitting down today with Scott Kirkhart. Scott, you've been on the podcast a handful of times. A few. Um, I think, let's see here. You were on Solo first before Salty View. You were on that episode, too. Yep. But then a handful yep. of other times, we've talked about lots of things. Uh, solo music, Salty View, music videos you've had come out, Broken Strings, I have the broken strings nice hat, hat on there it is the yes sir yes sir uh i got a little bit of everything i think i got like the matt no i got the vinnie and the night prowler shirt on i got uh let's see i got the mike walsh one more beer koozie yeah. on my not a beer and i'm wearing fedex clothes <laughs> i guess i'm just the uh the poster boy for everything it's all right but yeah i mean that just goes to show you i'll, I'll buy your merch if you got merch hit me up uh, but yeah, so it's been a while since we've sat down and talked, and I do know that you've had some things in the works. Like, have you always had this Kirkhart banner back here? Nope. This is a uh, all brand new. All this brand is, new. Yeah, this is the new logo that uh, I created, actually. You made that? I did. Nice. Yep. And um, now we got a full band as well. So. Cool. Is that going to be called Kirkhart? Yep. Nice. Yep. Cool. So what kind of what kind of music are you guys gonna be playing in the full band? Uh, my originals, and then um, some more of the progressive country, newer country, you know, like Hardy and Jameson Rogers. And, okay. And we'll probably throw a little classic rock in there too. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with some classic right, yeah, rock, you, you know. Work the crowd a little bit. Yeah, you know? exactly. So is it gonna be like a, a little bit different than the Salty Views kind of thing? A lot. A lot different. Than salty Views. So yeah. Um, so. I finally decided that, listen, I'm 45 years old, man, and I want to make a go of this, and I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I want full production. I want full lights, and I mean, uh, and I'm, we're going to have a two-hour set, mm -hmm. no breaks, nonstop. Yep. You know, I'm going to have an opener, 
Um, and we're going to make, it's going to be a show. It isn't going to be a bar, you know, nothing wrong with a bar band or anything like that, but mm -hmm. the bars that we want to go into and direct into will be the larger bars. And, and that's just kind of what we're going to try to do. Yeah. I mean, and I get what you're saying there too, though. Like you go, you go whole hog on it. You just, you kind of want to reach a different clientele than just like the bar band scene. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on a previous podcast. Um, maybe even the last one with Jason Boggs, we touched on it. But yeah, I mean, like it kind of depends on what you want to get out of your music. And you can kind of like, since you're the one creating the art, you're, you can tell everyone like, this is kind of what I'm going for. So yep. you can kind of enter yourself into whatever realm you want to. But you've played in enough things like either being solo or with Salty View that you've kind of got a taste of pretty much a lot of it anyways. Yeah. So. Um, I, yeah. Like I said, I, I wanted, I wanted, always wanted that. Let's have a big band and we're going to just go all out. You mm -hmm. know, I want people to, when they come to the show, it's a concert. We're going to put on a, a concert, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's just kind of what I've, I've always wanted to do. So I just said, we're going to do it. And I got the right people behind me now and uh, we're just going to go for it. Yeah. Who, who all's in the band? Well, <laughs> So I got um, Andy Shelley's playing drums. Nice. Andy Shelley was with Saucy Jack for 20-plus years. Was he playing with Ronley? He's playing with Ronley Blues Band, too. Cool, yeah. yeah. Saw yeah. those guys play the other day. Um, I, I got Brady O'Brien. Uh, he's a 17-year-old on keys. Oh, yeah. Uh, he runs the lights. Yeah, he runs the lights. I remember we talked about this once, and it was just like, you play keyboards too? Like, oh. like didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and, right. And, and, and like, he says, well, I play a little keys. And I, and I looked at him and I was like, uh-huh. Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, chopsticks, yeah, you know, right. um, and heart and soul. Dude, you the know. kid is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> and I mean, awesome. like blow you away. Phenomenal. That's cool. So I think it's tough to find a keyboard. There's like a bazillion keyboardists, pianists, organ players, et cetera, but not many that could fit in with a band. Does that right. make sense? Right. Yeah. No truth. And he does everything. I mean, you know, he's doing this Brady O'Brien live, and we'll talk more about that here shortly. But um, he blew me away on keys, and we're doing stuff. We were doing stuff like um, uh, Journey, you know, like uh, Highway Run, you know, and, mm -hmm. and and we're just. I looked at him, and I was like, "How come you're not in a band yet?" <laughs> and he's like, "I, don't know. I said, you want to be?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah, let's do this." That's so, awesome. <laughs> so, um, so he's in there. Um, I looked for a bass player for a long time, and you know, there's so many good bass players out there. There's you got Brad, you got Alex Trevino, you know, and the problem with all those guys is they're always so busy doing other yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I finally went back to my good old friend Dan Irvin, one of my best friends. I played in the Highway Seven band with him, and I, I when I first wanted to try to get this together, I asked him. I said, "Hey, you uh, you interested?" And, no, no. Nah, I'm, I'm retired. I don't think so. And I was like, oh, all right. You know, and I see him one day at, uh, at Fairway after work one night. I had to get some food. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, man, you know, I got Andy Shelley playing drums and I got some keys now. You sure you're not interested in playing bass again? And uh, it was about five minutes after I seen him, he texts me. He says, send me your set list. Yeah. And, and, I, and I told him, I said, once you get this set list, Dan, you, you realize that, uh, you're in right and he goes yeah i know damn it <laughs> so anyway so dan Irvin's on bass um myself on, on guitar and, and singing lead mm -hmm. and then um we look for a um we look for a lead guitar player for a really long time and um 
we had a guy out of Des Moines um, that was going to pl- come over and play, but logistically it just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And um, I know all about that logistic nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Jay Schneider was going to play. He played with uh, Brad Morgan and stuff. And yep. um, I was going to hit you up. I hit Vino up if he wanted to play some leads and stuff like that. And I was just kind of like, well, I, I don't really know anybody else. And I just felt like I needed a lead guitar player. And um, so Brady actually says, well, my brother Mason's not playing and anymore and not doing anything. He says, are you interested in maybe seeing what Mason can do? And I said, well, let's find out. So I, I went to Mason O'Brien, and you know he's playing Section Seven, and and I, I said, Mason, are you uh, you up for coming and just jamming with us for a night? And he did, and it was a perfect fit. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So uh, I I think I I've know Dan. I do know Dan. I've met him a few times. Yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah. that's yeah. That's uh, Owen. That's Owen's stepdad. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, like, I've seen him either, like, I usually end up giving Owen a ride home or or picking him up, one or the other, from, like, a show. So I always, like, see Dan either drop him off or pick him up or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I've, I've seen him around and stuff. And it makes me wonder, like, I, I know Dan's come to some shows and just sat and watched, and Jesse's tried to get him to come up and play before. Because that's kind of Jesse's thing. If he sees a musician out there, he's like get up here and play a song with right. us. I don't care if you're playing bass or a different drummer or whatever it is. And he, Dan just wouldn't do it, you know? And it's just like one of those things where it's like, ah, Dan just doesn't want to play anymore, you know? And I, I kind of just figured he didn't, but then it makes me think like maybe going to those shows and seeing Owen play, he was just like, I got to get back up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't know really what it was for sure, but you know, and I've played with Dan before we were together for like two years in highway seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we just hit it off. We were buddies, you know, the whole time. And he just, and he's probably one of the most solid bass players that I've ever played or had a chance to play with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's he's great. He's he's flamboyant when it comes to working the crowd as well. And yeah, and, and that's kind of what I was looking for. You know, I want I, I want when they come see Kirkart, I want people to have a hell of a good time and then walk away and go, holy cow, this is small town guy here. What the, you know, what's he, what's he doing, right? Yep. And uh, so that's uh, that's why I asked Dan, and I finally got him to do it again. So that's good. <laughs> there is something to be said about working the crowd, though, too, because like I play with Three Finger Betty, and I, I think it was like a conversation I had with Jeremy Ober a couple years back, where he was just like, "If you're playing a high energy band and you're all just standing still, it doesn't like translate well. You got to be high energy on stage." So I started like moving around a lot more on stage and things like that. And it's like, well, this could apply to a lot of things. Granted, you can't like be you know diving off the stage if you're playing country music really but well, now hold on now but <laughs> <laughs> first of all i'm not gonna dive off stage uh, but dan you're in <laughs> yeah, dan, dan would probably uh, but you know it, it was just um it was just one of those things that and not only did i i also wanted to be able to put down the guitar for a change Ooh. and have a wireless mic and be able to sing and get the crowd into it you know yep. what i mean yeah, and that's what you know. And we're playing a lot of that new country that we're playing is like classic Southern rock. I mean, is what it is, and mm-hmm. it's 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 powerful. It's it's high energy, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of show that we're going to try to put off. Is what it's going to be. So that'd be awesome. I used to always think like wireless mics when I was growing up. You know, first doing stuff, I was like, ah, I can't have wireless mic. Who has wireless mics? What are you talking about? You know, what do you like? Drive through at the Hardee's or something here, like yeah, right, yeah. Backstreet Boys, headset, like yeah. Garth Brooks wireless yeah. mics. No, no. 
then after a while, I was like, actually, a wireless mic could be pretty awesome, though. But are you talking handheld wireless or over the ear wireless? Uh, handheld wireless. Okay. All right. Yes. So you're not going to go. No, I'm Garth not going to go full Garth Brooks. No. All right. No. All right. I, um, yeah, you know, I was just. I was watching a YouTube video, and it was actually of Hardy one time. And Hardy's a new country guy, up-and-coming country guy. You know, he's got some killer music. He's got a song on the top of the charts right now. Mm -hmm. um, and he's playing all over the place. And he's just, you know, he, he's not your traditional cowboy hat-wearing country guy. That's not what some of the newer country is anymore, you know. He's, he, he wears Nike tennis shoes and, and, a, and a hat, and he's got these weird glasses on, and it, he rocks. He mm -hmm. just did. He just let out this um, brand new, or he did a, his version of Blurry, mm -hmm. you know. So he loves rock music, you know, and that's just what he's doing. So and that's kind of where I come from too. Like I'm a rocker. I always have been. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I want our music to sound like. Yeah. Um, especially when we, you know, I got a handful of originals and we've been writing for a long time already. And some of the new songs are pretty heavy. Yeah. Which is, which is great. And so some of these new songs, did you write them with a full band in mind or did you write them like your other songs where it's like, I could do this acoustic solo. I, I, I wrote them on acoustic. Okay. And, but always had in the back of my mind had the, man, this would sound killer with a full band mm -hmm. and just laying into it, rocking it, you know? Yeah. It's, kind of blows me away that you like haven't had a full band like you've just played scott kirkhart solo songs like almost entirely or like have you ever brought anyone else in with you no um as far as as far as on my original stuff yeah no other than studio work no huh you know like when um when i'll do me is a huge been a huge song for me which is great mm -hmm. um but when i we wrote that when i wrote it and then we added the piano to it well, it hasn't been played with piano since I was in the studio, you know, mm -hmm. other than the studio track. And I had Brady come to Carroll Brewing Company um, with me one day, and I, I had him learn I'll Do Me, and, you know, we played it. Everybody was like, the whole crowd was singing it back to me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that is the coolest, number one feeling you could ever have. Yep. And that's the way it sounded in the, in the recording, and that's the way it's supposed to be, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat. So, did, so when you wrote that song, did you were you thinking like keyboard should go in here? Or was that something in the studio? Someone's like, let's was, toss this in that there. That was something in the studio, actually, that we kind of just tossed in. Um, it was, I had it on the acoustic guitar. I did a scratch track. And, and then um, I said, what do you think? I, I did it at Forte Studios in Boone. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you think? Josh, Josh Jacobson is over there. He's a great dude. Um, and he says, and he says, well, maybe we should add a little keys in there and some strings behind it, too, you know, and. So we, we kind of added the strings. And then we had a buddy uh, of mine, Kerry Belgrave from um, Okaboji area. He came down and, and recorded keys for me for that. And I was it just brought the whole song to life. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and I haven't played that since that way. Yeah. You know, until, until Brady started coming around. And so do you think this is going to, if you have a full band that you start playing with more often, is this going to take over like as your full-time gig or are you going to still do solo acoustic shows? Um, I'm going to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it, but my plan is to, I'm going to try to go full-time music yeah. in 2022. Um, it's possible. I, uh, I've been at FedEx for 19 years mm -hmm. and um, nothing against it. I love it, but I don't want to be 65 years old and regret that I didn't try it just once. Yeah, you true. Know? 
Plus, I mean, you don't want to be 65 years old and beat up from delivering packages. Well, you know? <laughs> no, I'd rather be beat up from, you know, jumping hauling off gear. stages, right? <laughs> yeah, jumping off stages. I was thinking hauling gear. Yeah. <laughs> or hauling gear. Yeah, I'm going to pick up this triflex uh, and carry I'm it just, across the room. I'm just going to try it. It's, it's, it's a passion of mine. And why not? Yeah. I mean, I will say this. Like, I've... I've had some part-time jobs in my life and some of them were like, this is the only job I have at the moment. So like, I mean, granted it was, I was really, really young, but I've made more money playing music than I have working at some of those part-time jobs. So yeah. like it's, you're, you can get close. Like, I mean, you'd have to stay busy, which I, I don't, you know, I don't doubt you would. I mean, look at like people like Chris Carr, Vino's in like 19 bands, you know, like all the people we yeah. know that are full-time musicians are playing four like, or five times a week, you know, but it's possible during the summertime. I'm playing three, four times a week. Yeah. On top of working full-time for FedEx. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. On top of doing broken strings. Yep. On top of, you know, I, my son's a senior this year. Allie's in college now. Yep. So I, I, my babies are raised. It's time to, it's time for me to go out and try it. Why yep. not just try it? Yeah, why not? I, I want to write more. I want to I record more. I want to play live, you know. I think that's going to be the big kicker is, like, if you have the free time, like finding the balance of like, do I just write a million songs or do I write like 50 yeah. songs and then record 20 of them? Or how do I do this? I don't you know? know. You know, a song is a song. I mean, it comes a little bit different every time because next thing you know, like I'm totally writer's block right now. Mm -hmm. Like completely. Like I just, I haven't sat down with my guitar for probably a month and wrote anything. Hmm. Um, before that, it was like every two days I would set at five o'clock in the morning and wake up and set out in the garage, and the next thing you know, a song just pops up. Here it is. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen again, and I'm sure it probably will. But that's true. Just uh, certain things. Um, but I, I, I would love to do. You know, I don't want to be. It doesn't. I just want people to enjoy my music. Mm -hmm. um, and if I can make a living off of it true yeah and then to me that's being successful as far as the music industry goes yeah i mean like you don't have to make a zillion billion dollars and travel the world and also not that that wouldn't be a good thing but still right. like i mean, I mean it'd, be, it'd be fun but um gosh i want to say like <laughs> i think mc hammer once said it's better not to have a record contract because you can make more money selling like out of, out of your own trunk than True you can. Ruth. But he also uh, didn't pay taxes. So yeah, like, I think he got right. caught with that. Uh, yeah. Caught up with that. Neither did Willie Nelson for a while either. Oh, well, you know, yeah, They're, they'll catch you. They will catch you. Right. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> especially I, if you're running around saying you're a full-time musician. So, um, but, you know, and I don't, I, I don't know when exactly next year. I mean, it's just my goal. Yeah. I, I hope that I can achieve it. You yeah. know, um, I don't know when we're going to start playing as a band, uh, you know, but when we do, we want to hit the bigger cities, you know, Boyne, Omaha, Lincoln, Minneapolis. Yeah. Do you have any like big plans? Like, uh, I want to try and hit this show. Or I want to try and hit that yeah, show. We, or like, we, yeah, we've got some few ones. I got a booking agent now. Um, cool. Which is going to help a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, plus along with my solo stuff too, you know, which is, which is getting huge. Um, and salty views as well. So mm -hmm. it's, a. Uh, it's going to be busy. <laughs> it is going to be busy. I mean, you thought you were busy before. I mean, all you're going to do pretty much is like get rid of a job and add another one. <laughs> like it's literally like, you you know, yeah. add another band. Yeah, so. it is. Um, 
I don't know. I got a lot of things in my back pocket, so we're yeah. going we're <laughs> yeah. gonna, to gonna find out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't remember when you first came on the podcast, maybe episode 30, 40, 50, somewhere in there, remember. first year probably, but like, uh, it makes me think, you know, like, how far you've come in that amount of time. I mean, it might just seem like you've only put out a couple of music videos and done broken strings since then, but you've been like super busy, you know, in the background, like, like we said, kind of creating this band that maybe people don't even know you're doing. Yeah. And most people don't actually, this would probably be about the first time that, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, some people do, uh, some people don't, uh, the people close to me do. I mean, you know, I talked to you about it a little bit. and um, Yeah, when we talked about doing an episode, uh, you were like, we could talk about the band I'm making. I was just like, oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah right, Because yeah, it's not something it. you're throwing um, out there, you know? You know, and we got this, this studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we worked together and, and got this, and uh, we all kind of band together and, and got it ready. So this is our place. Nice. We have a designated place. Um, nobody knows where it's at, you know, which is kind of yep. cool, except for a few select people. We are underground. Yes, yes. <laughs> Four stories underground. <laughs> it's a bunker. <laughs> it's awesome. like off an Air Force base or something. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> There's aliens in the other room, UFO so, parts. We just, um, you know, this is our this is our place, which is kind of really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is neat to have a place like this, like... Even if it's at someone else's house, you know, and they've got a designated space at their yeah. house for it, it's kind of like that's kind of nice, you know. It is. Whether it's like they have a garage and that's where we keep all our stuff, or like it's their basement and nothing else is in there, you know. Right. It's kind of nice to have a dedicated space to bring it, all your stuff and it come is. in, and, and uh, you know, we can just leave it here. And it feels kind of like home, you know, yeah, almost. It is home. I mean, you we know? spend a lot of time here, you know. And even when we're not rehearsing as the band, we still, I come in and work solo stuff, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and practice. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, after work, or I just come right after, after work, and I'm probably here till 9, 10, 10.30 at night, and then drive home and go to home. And nice. It's not so bad, man. It doesn't sound like a bad life, you know. Um, right. I mean, now just imagine this is all you do. That'd be pretty awesome. Truth. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's that catch-22. I mean, you're definitely treading into some uncharted territories, but we do have people like in our peer group that are full-time musicians that could do it too. So, right. You know, they've shown that it's, you that have the ability, you know, so uh, you, you know, just, and we do. And I, if it wasn't for, for Clint and, and Ober and, you know, and, and Chris Carr and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, those, I don't know if I'd have the balls enough <laughs> to try it. But, yeah. No kidding. And I, I, you know, honestly, man, I don't know if I still do or not yet. I'm, you know, I'm just like, oh boy, here, here we go. What do we do? You know? And, yep. uh, so it's just, you know, I, I want to be able to be able to support myself and my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to me, I guess that's a successful musician. I mean, as long as you, you can do that and sustain yourself. It's true. Um, you know, of course, everybody wants a hit song, but the likelihood of that happening sometimes just, isn't always there. Yeah, I mean, but it, you know, but you have had a couple songs get quite a quite well, a few yeah. listens yeah. and views on places. I, so. I have um, a lot of streams on I'll Do Me, um, a lot of streams on uh, Stiff Drink. Yes, Jesse and I we're doing. You know, oh my gosh, that song! Oh, you should hear that. That song destroys. Oh, I never thought about. There's gonna be two oh, bands doing. Oh, I'm sorry oh, yeah. for yelling in the mic. There's gonna be two bands doing Stiff Drink now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking cool. Absolutely there is. That's so cool. I, you know, and I want Jesse to come up on stage with us too, you oh, know, if so you cool. can. And, and you know, that's yeah, that's gonna be pretty neat. 
Oh, I didn't even think that never even crossed my mind. That's a, that's a mind blower. That's yeah. going to be so cool. There's going to be, cause I mean, when we play that song, it destroys everybody loves it. Yeah. Like, so yeah, no, I know. And even when I play it solo, I mean, everybody's just like, everybody loves that song. You yep. know, when people see Jesse and I get up together, which doesn't happen very often because mm. we're always busy. Yeah. Either playing you know, shows or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like, which is cool. I mean, what a, what a way to, because we wrote that song. That was crazy. It was, we just, we text each other the whole time. Yeah. You know, and that's how we wrote it. Yep. Yeah. Weird. I mean, he was, he was like screenshotting the text messages and sending them back to me. And he's like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, like that song is like just coming together like that. It was you know? weird, you know, and he was working and I was working and I was just like, I don't know. It was just rolling off my head. Yep. And I'm like, all right, yeah, well maybe we can. And I had a rhythm in my head, you mm -hmm. know? And at first he was kind of like, Mm, how about this? And I was like, mm, no, not quite. And, and then all of a sudden, he, it was like it clicked. And he's like, oh, okay, how about this? You yep. know? And I was like, that's it. Yep. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a, and you know that actually brings up another good point. We're like featuring other people on you know studio songs. I think that's a great you know great idea. It's a great way to branch out. It's a great way to yeah. put some light on some other people. You know, because it's like, well, maybe, well, maybe they like you, so now they checked out Jesse, or maybe Jesse's people now know who you are, well, they et cetera. Are. I mean, it's you know? networking, you yep. know, and that's what really—that's what this is. I mean, look how many—I can't tell you the amount of people that I have met just in music, and I don't mean like my musician friends. Mm, I, yeah, I mean like people, like fans, dedicated fans, who are like they follow you around. I had—I went and played at Lake of the Ozarks this last summer mm -hmm. solo. And I had 18 people from the Lakeview area come down there. Oh, whoa. That's I had cool. one guy come from Nashville because he went to see Nathaniel Radcliffe and, and the Night Sweats or whatever it is in Nashville, drove from Nashville, Tennessee to Lake of the Ozarks on Saturday so he could watch my show on Saturday night. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. You know? And I didn't even think about it. I, a lady I work with goes down there every weekend. I should have told her to go. Uh, but uh, well, I'll be down there a lot this summer. Nice. That's going to be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, and it, it, that's what it is. It's networking and meeting people and, you know, and, and being humble. Mm -hmm. uh, because, man, we don't know how long we're on this ride for. Dude, after this last year, some of my good friends have passed away. Mm -hmm. And, I, man, it's... I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going to happen in this next coming year. Yeah, the next five years. Exactly. Uh, you know, why not live for now and and meet new people and mm -hmm. and that's what that's what being a musician's all about. And you know, Jesse's got some killer fans that are all my fans as well. You mm -hmm. know, and man, when we did that stiff drink video, they loved it. You oh, know, yeah. they they had a blast oh, over yeah. there. Yeah, and that I mean, created lifelong friends and fans for him too you know yeah a pile of people showed up to be in your music video and stuff you yeah. know as extras you know and i got like ober and clint and and all those guys that come and you know they do they do like broken string stuff mm -hmm. you know and people just love and admire those guys mm -hmm. and let's face it we got some of the best damn musicians in the state of iowa right here in fort dodge yeah i mean i think some of that has to do with like the climate that was set in place here for us to to kind of establish ourselves in you think so yeah so like yes we are all talented etc but it's it's because of there's no drama up here and i'm not trying to say there's drama other places but nobody up here heckles one another nobody up here tears no. one another down no. i mean we yeah, heckle each other but for yes fun. <laughs> yes and i mean like yes sometimes people will say one thing or another when someone else isn't around but it's not like we're being mean about anything you know it's it's 
it's mostly just comes from a point of like almost like a family standpoint. We care about everyone right. around here and we want to see everyone do good. And, you know, you want to go to your friend's show and watch them play well. It's not like we're going there just like, I hope they mess up. So I get more bookings at this place. You know, there's never any of that that goes on up here. No, you know, no, there's not. And, you know, we get a lot of different bookings from, you know, like I'm playing at El Rays, I think in Iowa city, January 30th or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, and I, would have never thought L Rays. Where does that at? You know, that came yep. from Clint's. Like, hey man, you should check this place out. You yep. know, yeah, and that was one that I think like him and Jesse just showed up to like an like singer songwriter thing and yeah. just played some songs at a random week, and they started booking them. You know, because yeah. Jesse and I have been down there a few times. So it's pretty cool play. Well, then Corey Waller, it's nice. Just played yeah. there last weekend. Yeah, you know? good for them guys. Yeah, it's it's worth. It. It's a nice place. I think the person who owns that place might own some places elsewhere. Like. St. Louis and Nashville. Yeah, see what I mean? And then all of a sudden, here you go. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. But that's that's kind of the way it is. You know, I played at the the Tire Biters Peanut Pub at Lake of the Ozarks. Played a two-night deal. Mm -hmm. And I probably got six or seven different bookings from six or seven different bars down there. Nice. uh, For for next summer. That's awesome. Yeah, word does travel. And believe it or not, there are bar owners that will just go to other bars while music's playing just to see who's there and it's not like they're like talent scouts showing up to a book no. but guess what they kind of are yeah, they like are. like you don't know where nate from bootleggers is lurking around because he's always doing that always he's always at a show and just randomly booking people yeah because like you want to try it just come on over yeah, my bar and try it four dodge, yeah right. give it a whirl i'll give you, you, know, some, give you some money four dodge is tremendous for supporting live music all over yeah you know? i mean it's pretty wild when there's like three, four shows in town on one right. night. You, know? you got Amigos, you got Sneakers, you got Shiny Top, you got River Hops, you got Native Bootleggers, you got, you know, I mean, Community Tap. Um, yeah, Community Tap. You got Eagle, the new Eagles, Eagles now yep. that's going to do it. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, Boardroom, I think they call it now. I'm trying to think of other places. Um, but yeah, we, Four Seasons, which is in Four Seasons, it's country something now. Oh, they changed it again? One. Yeah, they changed it. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not sure what that I can was never remember. about. But, what was it before? Like Kings? Yeah, it was yeah, King Kings before, Lounge. but I mean, they just people love live music around here. They do, they do, honestly. But people love live music everywhere you go. That's true. I mean, you go to Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Iowa City, Des Moines. You know, uh, some places don't like to pay sometimes. You know, yeah, and some of that's the climate though. When there's 400 bands willing to play shows, right, for almost nothing. You know, well, we need to change that. Yeah, and I mean that's. <laughs> Okay, so let me like throw this out there this way. So like there were when I used to go to piles of independent pro wrestling shows and there were dudes that would get done training that would be pretty good, but they'd be willing to like ride in the backseat of a car and pitch in gas money to maybe get the opportunity to wrestle on a show if somebody didn't show up. And it's like, I'll bring my gear with, I'll pay you gas money, I'll sit in the back. And if somebody doesn't show up and they're offering ten dollars, I'll take it to wrestle for the night. That's like where we always used to say hot dog and a handshake. You know, and that's right. But imagine that that works on a lot of different levels. So like there's people willing to work menial jobs for no money. And that's why some jobs have low pay, you know, and that's no different than musicians. There's so many bands out there willing to play for almost nothing. I know. Just just to have a time to play. Just so my advice to those musicians Mm -hmm. as. I'm not going to say I'm a businessman, but as somebody business wise, when it comes to music. You put so many hours into your trade every single day from the time that you started learning how to play guitar to the time now that you put in to learn new sets and learn new songs and learn these new lyrics. You know, how much time do you spend of your life playing music? That's true. 
you are building your trade and that is worth more than a hundred dollars for a four hour gig yeah i mean i don't want to like call anybody out but i've played on a lot of those shows where it's just like your band gets 17 dollars. like yeah we played a 45 minute set but like 17 dollars a split as a band like what's that all about you know like five people yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah I know. he's just like, what are you talking about? Gas, man. No, that, if I took it all and put it in my gas tank, it wouldn't pay my gas to Des Moines and back. You know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, you know and gas is getting expensive again. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's, and I'm not, you know, do what you want to do. I, but, I just think that as musicians and talented musicians, you know, if you, Dave Grohl always said, one of my idols of music, mm-hmm. um, he always said that if you, you got a bunch of songs, and some buddies, go out and play. Yeah. Just go out and play as much as you possibly can. People are going to notice you. Yes. If you're good, they're going to love you, and they're going to follow you, Mm -hmm. and they're going to tell their friends about them, and then they're going to follow you. And It's a thing. You don't have to stand in front of a TV show and wait in line for two hours to try to get somebody to notice you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do the whole, like, reality tv singer whatever thing yeah and, and nothing wrong with those shows no, they're no. cool you know yeah but uh yeah and i get that like there's a reason like three finger betty fields so many bookings and i mean granted i'm so busy now and everyone in the band is doing so much like personally right now that it's tough for us to take every booking that comes our way but you know we, we one year we played like 42 shows and it's like a punk band in des moines played 42 shows awesome. like that doesn't even make any sense really? like you know but People realize, like, oh, we're here. We're here to stay. We're solid every time. Just I, So if they want what? to, I, they can I, hit us up. And I, I don't honestly. I'd have to look back in my schedule book and see how many times I played this year. Because i got to be over 100. I, I bet it's close. You know, I, it's, yeah. I've, I've got Between mine. solos and. I've got mine down still somewhere. Like, I did the same thing as you. Like, I, I have, like, a scheduling book. But mine's, like. Pretty much just to like almost like bookkeep on my time because that's where I'm trying to like figure out like how many hours did I spend on the road this year, you know? Because like I don't know, when I was going to school in Des Moines but living like yeah. in Humboldt and working in Emmitsburg, I was yeah, yeah I was just like always oh, on the road. Oh, it's horrible. It's like I sp- I spend 25 hours on the road but I work 40 hours a week and I'm going to school. <laughs> like it doesn't. It's horrible. So I started like trying to take account for that. But that's you know what I took into playing music this year. It was just like. Yeah, I guess, like, I feel like I'm taking candy from a baby getting paid at, at shows, but at the same time, it's like, like you said, how many hours did I have to put into this beforehand? And then, like, not only that, but I also think, like, I had to pack all my stuff up beforehand, and then I had to, like, drive there, and, yeah. and I had to, not, not me, but Jesse, you know, if he's yeah. booking the show, has to coordinate with four different people, you it's know, to get, every, yeah, to get yeah. everyone there on time and make sure, are you guys, did you leave yet, you know, and right. tell us the day, and then yeah, you got to pack up, and you get home at three or four in the morning, and... It's not, it's not, it's not easy. It feels like easy money in the time, but then you like get there and you're like, it's not easy money. It's not, you know, and that's the worst part of of a gig. I mean, is is the tearing down and setting up and the driving back home after you're completely exhausted as it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, but that's, that's what we get paid for, right? That's true. That is true. And I mean, like, I, I still like this year has been a year where I've played more than I've ever played my entire life. And I'm like, just blown away that. I don't, I don't know. Like none of it has seemed like work almost, you know? And uh, I think that's one of those things where it's like, you actually do really enjoy this. You know, for a long time, I thought people were like, Oh, if you do what you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. And it's like, 
that's BS. You yeah. Know? And now I'm kind of like, that actually might be true, though. <laughs> well, like to an extent. I, I, you know, I enjoy, you know, there's some nights that, like, for Saturday, if we play around here, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to work till, especially this time of year. So, like, Thursday night, we were, Friday night, we're going to Sneakers. Um, we play an ugly sweater party at Sneakers. Cool. It would be fun. That's, you know? that's Friday. But, that's well, this Friday? Uh, yeah, this that's, Friday. That's, so, that's like tomorrow, if anybody's listening, the day right, this yeah, comes out. This comes out Thursday, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so tomorrow at uh, Ugly Sweater Party at the at Sneakers. Um uh, but you know, we'll Thursday we'll go and set up. Mm-hmm. You know, so after work. So that way I don't have to rush home and then try to get set up everything and we have a huge production. Yes, anyway. you guys have high end stuff yeah, going you on. You know, so so <laughs> then and then we'll tear down or we won't tear down, we might tear down, you know, Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. But then I gotta go to the Christmas show at the Decker Auditorium, which we've talked about yet. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then after that then Sunday I'm at CMA Midwest CMA deal uh, riders round at the um, at the um, the boardroom Eagles ballroom. Okay, all right. So it's kind of like, when do you find time to do this? And uh, yeah. not not to mention I'm working for FedEx. Yeah, all that oh, yeah, time the too, whole time. Yeah, as well. Delivering yeah. Christmas presents. <laughs> oh man. So you did. You were talking about some shows coming up, and I remember we were. That was something on the slate to kind of talk about. So uh, yeah. So you do have that uh, the Salty Views show coming up Friday. But what else was there going on? Um, okay, For- Salty Views is coming up Friday tomorrow. Yep. Um, yep. At the um, at Sneakers. Um, Saturday, if you, anybody gets a chance, um, Brady, Mister Seventeen Year Old O'Brien over here. Mm-hmm. Um, how many 17 year old O'Brien kids are there out there? <laughs> Not very many, I don't think. We call him Barry. That's his nickname. <laughs> okay. Because he plays like Barry Manilow, we always tell him. Right, I mean, the kid's go. incredible. <laughs> um, he is actually putting on a, an event. It's called A Very Merry Christmas. It's at Decker Auditorium at Iowa Central Community College on Saturday night. I believe it starts at seven, doors open at six. And they have strings and piano and vocalists and and a bass and, 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 and drums and Christmas trees and it's going to snow and I, I mean it is incredible. Iowa Sound donated all their some of their big movable lights. I mean it's going to be a light show and a Christmas show like no other has been in this mm. area ever before. Uh, and if people miss this. They're going to regret it because it's a really, really neat show. You said that was Saturday? That's Saturday at night. Decker? Yeah. It's a free will donation. Uh, Decker Auditorium. Is that, for the people that don't know, Fort Dodge, Iowa Central? Fort Dodge, Iowa Central. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, it's a free will donation to get in. Um, all proceeds are going back to two different uh, nonprofit organizations. Cool. Um, SOS here in town and, and, and then Broken Strings is one of them, too. So nice. I'm going to get up and I'm singing two songs along with them. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm going to do. And then Alyssa, who sings uh, at Basalt Views with me, is, we're singing a song together. Um, I'm not a big Christmas carol fan by any means, but <laughs> I worked for FedEx for the last 19 years, so that's yep. why I'm not a big Christmas guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and it's, man, the, the production is just out of this world. Mm-hmm. Mark is running sound for everything. He's got his full sound system in there. Cool. I mean, it's it's going to be a neat show. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, the Midwest CMA. So the Midwest CMA. So everybody knows what the CMA is. Country Music 
Association, where we have a Midwest CMA. Um, and Brad Morgan is coming up from Nashville, um, and he is putting on a writer's round. Um, and so we have, like, Corey Waller and myself, Brad Morgan. Um, I don't remember all of them that are going to be there, but we're going to mm-hmm. do a writer's round that day. All right. And then I think, like, 20% of the door is going to go to Broken Strings as well. So Cool. And that was is, what day? That's on Sunday. Sunday. So you yeah. got Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. Yeah. Yeah. And then back to work Monday. <laughs> then back to work, yep. <laughs> but it's, Christmas is almost here, so we're good. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So it's just, it's a busy Busy weekend coming up. Um, the Midwest CMA thing will be cool. I mean, that should be pretty originals. awesome. Yeah, it is. You know, and they do a lot for not just country music, but country, but music in general too. You know, I mean, it's it's a great organization to be part of, and, it, and I think you know, I think it's a hundred bucks a year. I think is what it is to be to be a member of the organization. It's not too much. No, I don't think know. so at all. And they and they give you props, and they they help you support your music as well. And, and so it's, it's a cool, cool deal. And, and Brad does a nice job of that too. So looking forward to that on Sunday. That'll be cool. Yeah. I think some of those like little networking opportunities like that are, are pretty nice, especially even ones that are involved with like, you got to pay a subscription. You'll be in this little club of people, but then everybody in the club of people knows each other. And especially if like the parenting company kind of helps everyone out, uh, it's, it's not, it. not so bad, you it's, know, and it's another way to network. I mean, yep. yeah. Know. There's a lot of musicians that are in it that people don't. A lot of really good musicians that are in it, and people don't go. They're like, "Whoa, I didn't know he was coming here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, so that should be a pretty cool time. <sighs> Excuse me. That's that's awesome. I mean, it feels like for a long time, a lot of us were like just redlining, playing tons and tons and tons of shows, and then around Thanksgiving-ish, it kind of started slowing down. Like it was like the night before Thanksgiving was like the big bang of like, it was, the, like yeah. and, and now it's kind of just like touch and go I, but i also do know that there's like the closer we get to christmas the more shows there are once again yeah you're getting close to that christmas and new year's you know and then mm-hmm. of course new year's will be a big bang yeah yep. january would probably slow down a little bit but it just you know you can play anywhere you want to it just depends what you want to do that's why i like playing solo a lot because yeah you know it, it doesn't it doesn't cost a thousand two thousand dollars for the whole band to come in there and and you don't gotta bring Tons and tons and tons and tons right. and tons of I stuff. I can go in there and I can set up and I can play for three hours and I can yeah. pull you on down the road. Yep, exactly. And people have a great time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and that's what I and that's what I love doing too. I, I, you know, I love doing I love doing my solo stuff and I love doing solo view stuff. But and I also I can't wait till this band comes out. Like, yeah. I, can't, I cannot wait for people to hear it. I'm stoked to hear Stiff Drink from somebody else. Oh, you know, pretty, on, honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I've said for a long time that a lot of us need to start, like, if if we sat down, like me and Jesse sat down with you, and we're just like, hey, help us figure out how to play one of your songs, and then just like went out and played like a Scott Kirkhart song just for fun. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like that would be like the thing to do. Or, you know, like have somebody choose like a Jeremy Ober song or a Chris Carr song and just start going out there and playing it. Right. And just put your own well, spin on it and why not? You, you know, know, not only that, you know, Jesse's been over here to the underground. <laughs> to the underground. <laughs> to the studio. To the studio. Um, and he came over one night and we just kind of hung out and he he showed me his new song. that He's got a new song that he wrote, you mm-hmm. know, and he hasn't really recorded anything on it and i was like how about you just slow it way down man it's got this creep kind of feel to it slow it down and we did it and he's like whoa you know he's like and i said man i want to record the song dude <laughs> and he's like 
I'll let you, dude. You know, and I was like, well, we'll see. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, you never know what ha- might happen down the road. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jesse and I collaborate really well together as far as writing. Yeah. We just need to find time to sit down and do it. I feel like he's one that takes s- suggestion well, too, because you could just, like, if he gives you an idea, which that's, like, the biggest thing. It's almost like somebody's, like, made you a pizza, and you're like, could have used a little more oregano, and it's just like, but they already did all the work of making you the pizza, you know, so next time they got a perfect truth pizza, you know, with oregano yeah. or whatever, you know, so, like. You know, when you're writing, you know, I got 250 songs written better partially written, yeah. you know <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> but it's like okay where do i finish this where's this gonna go what are you gonna do with it oh man and that's nice to have collaboration of people to collaborate with in order to make that song you know mm-hmm. like when, when steph drake was like, like man i had this i had this idea i said he's and he asked me you got anything for songs you know and i was like well man i've been thinking about this song you know have you having a hard day at work you know and man i'm just really ready for a real stiff drink yep and i kind of shot him a, a couple lyrics and and then he just kind of shot me back a couple lyrics and like i said the next thing you know it just so like when you described it, it made me think like oh so you're pretty much just describing working man by rush but it's like not even close no, like, by the time know. the idea came to fruition and came out it's like it's not even close like so well and i was i was on a gravel road in a fedex truck and it was getting later during the day and i said oh that old dirt road is good for your soul man i wish i had a peace of mind for my old six string mm-hmm. and i'm like oh hey that's a lyric right that's there a, yeah that's <laughs> Those are the best, too, and I hate to say it, like, I have figured out that, like, if you have a lyric and you don't preserve it somehow, it's gone forever. Like, you'll never, no, you'll that's never true. get it back. Like, that's the truth. That's why you always, and your phone is really good for it. Keep It's true. Yep. You know, notes. You send yourself a message or something. Yeah. You know, anything to preserve it. My but. notes on my phone is completely full of stuff. <laughs> you were talking about, like, writing songs and just never finishing them or having, like, ideas and stuff and, like... Today, it finally dawned on me that, like, my problem when it comes to writing music is I create something that's nothing more than, like, in a, a great backing track to play solos over, and then I just quit. Like, that's where I, my songs all just stop there. So. I, I, I had to learn, and I'm, every time I write is, is a new learning experience. And I mean, and that's what that's cool about writing music, because you, you're constantly working on your craft, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, constantly. Uh, where do you put this in? Where do you come in on a big chorus? Where's a verse at? Maybe a bridge goes in here, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so, I don't know, it's hard to its hard to explain unless you really get into it and do it. But the one thing that I noticed, that I tried to put too damn much into a song at one yeah. time. And, and I hate to say it, but you have to dumb it up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. You know, less is better. That's true. With, but you can still tell a story. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's easier to start out basic and add a couple things than it is to get too convoluted and find out what you have to delete. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's like what I would say would be the toughest part because it's like you, you want to have enough in there to make it unique, but there is a point in time where it just gets too busy. And then you're like, if I, oh, start, dele- if, yeah, if I start deleting stuff, this song loses what it is now, so right. you got to find the right stuff to take out where. And yep. I don't know. I And I'm saying all this being not a good songwriter like i've never written a song that has been like start to finish completed that i've went out and performed other than like in high school and that was all like punk stuff you know and nowadays like all the stuff i write is just kind of like i said just more or less just but you don't know until you try to you know i mean i think that too every time i write something (laughs) i'm just like well i don't know if i like the song or not Mm -hmm. you know and then you just 
let it go. And then all of a sudden people are like, dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's also, yeah, it's not up to you to decide whether or not it's, it's cool not. either. So that's the hard part is because you're putting yourself out there. I think that's when you do that and you're going to get some ridicule and you're going to get some. I think but, that's my biggest fear, honestly. <laughs> but it is, but that's just part of it. I mean, you know, some people are going to love it. Yeah. Some people are going to hate it. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part about music is they can just go on to a different song. That's true. There's a bazillion D gazillion they don't D have songs to like it because yeah. the likers are going to love it. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. That is true. Okay. Yeah. You're bringing up good points. So, I mean, there's inspiration for anybody listening to this that has maybe written a song, you know, or, or has something in their back pocket they just have hid from the world. It's hard to put yourself out there. You oh, know? my gosh. And yeah. there's some really good songwriters around this area. I yeah. mean, there really is. Clint's great. Yep. Um, you know, Clint's a storyteller. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know how he has so many, he remembers so many words right. to tell I, like I, insane amounts of stories. How do you stories. do it, Clint? Yeah. Clint, how do you do it? <laughs> um, Ober. Uh, you know, there's yep. another one. He, 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 but he's like really in depth storyteller too. You know, mm-hmm. um, Corey Waller is is a great. Oh yeah, is a great writer. And yep. Jesse is a, is a great writer. Oh yeah, and, you know, and, and every time, every time they come out with something new, it's it's even better and better. It's and better. better than the last one. You know, which so is just, hard to believe, but it is. Like, yeah, it shouldn't be possible, but no, it is. You just gotta kind of keep on going. You know. Yeah, eventually you'd think there'd be diminishing returns on some of that, but there really hasn't been on any of their songs. And you're talking about that kind of stuff, like. Clint stuff, it, it's, it's basic chords and capos and storytelling, you know, but it's like, he's the one out there doing it. Like, I always think like, this shouldn't be too hard to do. But then when you sit down, you're like, how do you, how do you figure all the words out to tell this story? You know, like, right. how did you know that you wanted to put the capo on your sixth fret? Like, who puts a capo? You know, like, what, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. What, like, what made you do that? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And he's just like, it sounds good there. And it's like, okay. Like, truth. Yeah. So he, he I, decides that stuff. I, so, you know, I, you know and I, I guess that writing is its own niche. Just but keep writing, you know, because musicians have music pouring out of them. It's true. All the time. I mean, and I, yes, you have your guitar players. Mm-hmm. You have the people that are really learning mm-hmm. and learning how to learn. Um Learning how to learn. I like you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Well, they don't even know what questions to ask. Right. You know? No, not yet. I mean, yeah. you're, you're teaching lessons now, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I don't know if I can have the patience to do it. I'll give a guy a guitar so they can come to you and get a print. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, some days it's better than others, but, but it's I'm not like, bad, honestly. It's But it's hard for me to explain how to do it, you know? And I don't know how that's... Like, you and Ober, you guys got that down because I don't know if I can... Dude, I've bounced so many ideas off Ober because of that. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and he's a phenomenal instructor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's really good with the kids. Yeah, we talked about that. The only caveat is you got to show up wanting to play. Right. Otherwise, you know, he, it comes back to he doesn't want to waste anyone's time or money. Yeah. You know, Correct. not his or anyone else's. So well, so back so back onto that. So uh, what, you, what, I, what I'm trying to get at is we have music pouring out of us at all times. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you got a song inside of you, whether you have to play guitar, to feel normal again because man i'm telling you what there's some days that i don't man there's been two days i haven't picked up the guitar i i gotta sit down and play guitar for a while Mm -hmm. you know it becomes it's not what we do it's who we are when it comes to music now i mean that's the level that i'm at and i know jesse's at Mm -hmm. and i know you're at and ober's at clint's at and you know cory baller and you know ron lee king it's it's who we are is music. Mm-hmm. 
And that is crazy to me. Yeah. Where did that? When did that happen? I don't know. There was, I mean, I, and I get it. Like, I don't think music is the only thing that defines me, and it probably isn't the only thing that defines a lot of us. But it's a major part of us. Like, it's therapeutic to us, I think, to an extent. And that's like one of the things where everyone's got something. Whether or not it's like I, I have to have two jobs, otherwise, if I'm stagnant, my brain is too, you know, goes too haywire or whatever, you know, and like, maybe this is our second job, you know, or this is our form of party and we're not out there having beers on Friday nights. We're out there playing music on Friday, you know, maybe having a beer too, but like, you know, but still like, you know, and I, and I never realized that until Jesse and I were playing a show somewhere. And as as crazy as this sounds like I had worked and then I got off work and there was a, like a field fire, like out on a farm that I was, that I live at. So like I had to go out and like fight a field fire, you know, and I was just out there like fighting this field fire. Like I I just want to roll into this fire and call it a day. Just like it's over with. I'm, I'm having no fun doing this. I'm like burning my face and stuff, you know, and I got done and I was like, all right, I got just enough time to haul my gear and run halfway across the state to the show with Jesse. And we get there, and the whole drive over there, I'm driving there by myself, and I'm just like this. Like, I'm just having a worst day ever, and I'm just mad at everything. And I showed up, and we get like started playing music, and it wasn't until I was done playing music that I was like, oh, I never thought about any of that stuff that happened earlier in the day at all no. once for like four hours. Right. You know? And that's the thing that mu- I think music does to a lot of us, is it just helps us get to a place of zen that does not, you know... Yeah, that's, that's the way it is. I mean, it's... And I, I think, but when does that point in your career of music? When, when does that, when does that happen? That's because a good question. I remember growing up, and I played drums in jazz band, and I played drums in college, and all of a sudden I was like, eh, I don't want to play drums anymore, right? Yeah. And I didn't play anything for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden one day I'm like, I want to pick up guitar, just learn how to play guitar. Yeah. And when did that become? just the thing you're doing like all the time what makes up your chemistry of who you are <laughs> yeah exactly I mean because that's what it is yeah yeah you know honestly that's true you know and I, there's a good gosh there's a good argument for that because like I, I do distinctly recall like when I was younger playing like power chords and things like that you know on like punk songs from memory and stuff I didn't know anything about music theory or nothing you know sure and then it wasn't until I was like 27 where I actually sat down and was like I'm gonna try and figure this out but I can't tell you exactly when it didn't become work anymore and it became fun right you know and that's the biggest kicker is like you have to get through this crappy work stage first until all of a sudden out of nowhere you're just having fun playing the instrument you know you know and when I give a guitar away for broken strings and I see these kids, and they're so excited to get a guitar, right? I mean, just their their eyes are just lit up, like, wow, this is awesome, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that they go home, and they try to play a G chord. Yeah. And then try to switch to a C chord or a D chord. <laughs> and get all pissed off because it's so hard to do, right? Yeah. And I know that's probably discouraging to them at times. But... The, what I can say to them is keep going. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's going to click yep. and you build that muscle memory up and next thing you know, you're playing in the dark. Yep. You know? Yep. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you're not looking at the fretboard anymore. Yep. You're feeling that music, man, mm-hmm. coming right through what you're playing, you know? Yeah. And that's, is the most, best feeling 
of, of anything mm-hmm. is when you sometimes when you're sitting by yourself and you're just practicing and, and soloing or, or noodling around or whatever you're doing and then all of a sudden it's like where did that come from mm-hmm. you know so keep going to those kids because you know like oh, the kids that you're teaching and what Jeremy's teaching keep going push through them hard times there's one kid I'm giving lessons to and I gave lessons to his older brother like a couple of years ago and now they're like playing guitar together at their house and I was like this is the coolest thing yeah, ever you yeah, know that's cool you know? and you know his, his brother got to a point where he's like I can I've learned enough where I can figure some of this out on my own and it's like if that's what you want to do that's cool you know yeah. and then I can just start over with your little brother and then you guys can meet in the middle somewhere and well you know and some of the kids that I give the guitars away to um, I'll get videos from their parents Oh, that'd be uh, so of, cool. Of them playing. And I'm like, oh, man, that is so awesome. That makes, you know? that makes it, me happy. <laughs> well, it is. And their band players are playing with, or their band instructors are, are sitting down with them and playing with them. Mm-hmm. Or, or their older brother's playing guitar and they're playing with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, man, check this out. And then, you know, that's, and, and like I told them, the last big event that we had was, uh, was a private event. It was a pretty cool event. It was just Ober and I playing. And we gave two guitars away tonight to the, that night to the Carol and Carroll High and then Kemper High School. Mm-hmm. And um, when we did, we gave it to these kids. Man, they were great, great guys. And I, and I looked at them and I said, you learn how to play and you network with other musicians. You become part of a family. Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. all we got, man, we got good friends. We do. Yeah. Oh we my gosh! Just from we playing sure do. music, right? Yeah. Yes. There's some really good people out you there. You know what? And I would die for all of them. I mean, they're all good people. Yes. And I, they would give you the shirt off your back if you could. That's my favorite thing about the music scene. I think is there's some unsuspecting, really good people out there. You know, like yeah, <laughs> completely. It's like I would, when I first started doing this, my conduit to a lot of the Fort Dodge people was ironically Nick Earhart because he was like the guy I knew from Humboldt that played music. You know, yeah, Nick was the first one who said, "Hey man, get a hold of this guy. You need to do a podcast." Yeah, so he started hitting me up with all these people, you know, and he's like, "This guy's a real good guy," but Nick Earhart thinks everyone's a good guy because Nick's a good guy. Nick's a great you know, dude. Yeah. yeah. So and it was one of those things where I started like you know running into some of the people around the area and i was like gosh all these people are like really great people you know and i was nervous at first you know because it's just like oh these four dodge musicians look out they're gonna be crazy but it's like no they're all actually what, super that's good what people. made you a better player it honestly was yeah i mean when you surround yourself with people that are better than you holy cow does that make you improve you know <laughs> that's been my that's everything i do except for kids i give lessons to <laughs> <laughs> oh come on <laughs> no for real uh, uh, your, your chops are killer man we play on jam night a lot yeah you know? yeah that's another thing it's hard to see how far you've come when you just sit out there and play every day you know yeah you kind of almost have to look at like where you were at a year or two ago or like what you were playing yeah, and you, things you, like that. you have to but and, and be proud of the steps that you that we have all taken mm-hmm. i mean you know look at look look at look at jesse Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. I mean, dude, he's killing it from, from out of I'm nowhere. So proud like, of him. like two years ago, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, like not even two years ago. Yeah, and this is something that he wanted to do. Yeah, and he was just like, "I'm going to do this." And you know, the hardest person on on Jesse is himself, of course, and it should be. I mean, yep. it's probably the hardest person I'm on is myself. Yeah, you know, I mean, but he's man, he's killing it. Yeah, you know, one of my best friends. I, you know, what a what a great dude. Yep. And, I, and I love playing music with you guys. When we go to jam night at Barnum, 
Oh, what yeah. fun, you know? It's so much fun. So and much every fun. time I seem to show up, it's like, next thing you know, they got 20 other musicians in there all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. And I'm like, where the hell did this when, come When it from? rains, it pours there. Right? It's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, we'll go there and there'll be one drummer for a whole night. And, the, and then the next week, there's six drummers. And it's like, I didn't even know there were six drummers in Fort Dodge. You know, and they're, right. all, they're all here. So, You know, and, and, you know, and Brad and, and what he's doing with recording and Jesse's learning recording, you know, and Brad will come over and help Jesse. Yep. I, I mean, it's just literally we have a family here. Um, you know, some of us might be an outcaster once in a while. But, yeah. but it's nobody's trying to lord anything over anyone else. Like, Brad's not, not just all. like, I know how to record stuff, and I'm never telling anyone everything, you know, nothing. No. I'm, no, I'm keeping all the secret. Like, nobody's ever done that. Right, no. You know? I've never seen it. I mean. No. And I mean, I'm not just trying to pick on Brad or whatever, but it's all of us doing that, you know? Yeah. like. If Clint gets a booking somewhere, he tells people it's cool. You should yeah. go there. Well, you know, you know, even even Chris Carr, he was like, "Hey, man, I I, I lost my voice. I can't play in Cedar Falls tonight. You, are you available? You know, mm-hmm. uh, no, I couldn't that night, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. thank you for thinking of me. You know, we're gonna try to get it taken care of. Yep. You know, and it, it's just, dude. And that's also another thing. It's like he, you knowing that somebody else in your scene trusts you enough yeah. with a gig that they had booked. You yeah. know. And Absolutely. I mean, I know I'm gonna say Jesse and I did play a show this year that was kind of like that. We took a booking for somebody else, and it might have been Clint because he double booked. I'm not sure, but it was one of those types of deals. It's like, dude, this is like that's probably the most heartwarming thing ever to know that somebody else would recommend you to yep. a yep, to a is. venue. And I have no problem recommending anyone. But is it play? Yeah. You know, and I have. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Hey, I can't play, but maybe Ober. Try Ober. Try Jesse. Try Clint. You know? Well, now you're going to have another opportunity with that if you end up doing Kirkhart with an opener like you had right. stated originally. Because yep. that could be another networking opportunity where you could just be like, you could just come and play some acoustic stuff and then we're going to blow the doors off. You know, or like, yep. or whatever and it happens to be. That's kind of what the plan is. And, you mm-hmm. know, that's what we want to do. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, sounds great. Yeah, you, you come up and play for an hour, man. That's what you got to do. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All you got to do is bring your guitar. Yep. Yeah, right. and the first first half of the night, everyone gets some nice, easy music, and then the rest yep. of the night, it gets more rocking. Yep. Perfect. Yep. It sounds like the great, you know, a great formula for success, honestly. So I don't know. We're gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. I, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Every <laughs> bit of it. You know. Oh man, that's cool. That's really cool. I'm I'm super happy for you. You've been like I said, you've been working hard, and it's not just with. Like I said, I would call it like your big three, solo, salty view, and broken strings. You know, for people that don't know broken strings, if this is the first time you're listening to it, nonprofit organization, your goal is to give a guitar to somebody in every school district. Yep. 367. Yep. A child in every school district. So uh, you're on your way. You've got the donations. You get the money. You're just figuring out all the logistics and going through it and and booking shows around it and doing events around it yeah. in certain areas and stuff. So booking events are hard because I want all my buddies to play all these events. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're all I'm booked. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, sorry, man, I know you're booked. And oh, by the way, I, I can't pay you either, Harley. So yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but they're doing it, which is mm-hmm. thank you, everybody who has been part of Broken Strings, or you know, we've given away well, about. 13 I think guitars I think mm-hmm. all together I think so far which isn't you know much mm-hmm. and I I was like oh gung ho we're gonna do this in a year dude there's no way <laughs> yeah well I mean there's no way when you're in three bands and have a full time job full-time. right plus running an organization so correct yeah um, but we're gonna get it done I mean you know and that's our and I have a board the board behind me is awesome mm-hmm. you know um, we got some huge things coming up cool for broken strings like nationwide stuff coming up for broken oh, strings, which is going to be neat. That's sweet. Um, yeah, there's 
y'all need to check out the Black Donnelly sometime. It's a band out of Las Vegas. They've uh, they broke a bunch of world records. Um, hmm. One of them was the the longest set ever, like 114 hours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> I can't even imagine <laughs> nonstop music for 114 hours. That's what four um, and a half days. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And, and they just um, they just broke another one. It was like um, uh, fifty five shows in fifty or sixty five shows in thirty five or sixty five shows in fifty states in thirty five days. Oh wow, that's crazy! So they're they're pulling like the border hopping on the edge of towns. Crazy, like, right? Early, early yeah, I mean, shows. It, that's insane. wild. And they did that. Now, so the next one in a couple of years they want to do is they want to do the most guitars played on one song at one time. Hmm. So they want to play Hey Jude with 5,000 guitars. Oh, that'd be so cool. At one time. I love seeing those videos where they have like, you know, 500 people playing Back in Black or right. something. That'd be so awesome. Well, anyways, so that's... Uh, Coming down the pipe, that might be a huge thing for Broken Strings. Um, that would be so cool. Our, my board member, Jason Hacker, um, met them, talked to them about it. They're all on board and want to go. Uh, we're probably flying out to Vegas sometime next year to meet with these guys, and uh, which is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and it, and they want to do that now, I believe, I think somewhere in Iowa now instead of in Las Vegas with all the guitars so that'll actually be really cool that'll be neat it'll make the taxation easier <laughs> <laughs> so anyways I, you know and, and if that's all go we'll, we'll find out that's just some of the things that are you know that are happening with broken strings and it's a, man my board members are killer they they help a lot um it's a good thing you got going there for sure and uh it's i think this was a good year for you guys just to like set a base level of like this is this is an example of what we can do you know yeah. And and you can crank it up from there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we plan on it, you know. And I got, I got some huge supporters behind me doing that, and, mm -hmm. and, and along with my, you know. And I couldn't do anything without Tammy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's she she's a go hard. And every time I get an idea in my head, and I don't know why I always do, but I get an idea in my head, and all of a sudden we make it come, you know, make a realization, mm -hmm. which is cool. Um, I, and that's just that's kind of where this band started off. I had an idea in my head. That's where Broken String started off, mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, okay, now what's next? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's kind of crazy, though. I mean, you're just like starting all these things and just kind of releasing them out into the wild and letting them go. And like, like I always say, those those premonitions pop into my head for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, let's just go for it. Let's let's just do it i think that's that's like honestly like a good thing to be like that might be like the thing of this episode is just go for it you know yeah. honestly and that's and that is just me but that's everybody yeah jesse you you want to go to nashville go for it go for it and those those guys look like they had an absolute oh, blast man I, would, man I wanted to go so bad yeah. i know you did too yeah and i'm like we're right in the middle of pink season and yeah clint's giving me crap about not going and i, I, I was on like you know not mandatory, but man, rec highly recommended overtime. And they're right. like a week before, they're like, "You want to go?" And I'm like, "I can't request a week in I advance." Know. So I was the same it. way. So, and it was kind of like Jesse. Sorry. Yeah. I, I gotta stay here. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do work. I feel terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it looks like they had a blast, man. Good for them. You know, yeah. you get, you, you never know. You get, man. I'm, 
look at all the networking they're doing now right mm-hmm. there i mean look they're meeting different musicians from all over the country so yeah i don't care if you come back with one person's name like, right that's, that's that's more than none cool yeah it's awesome you know and you never know what's going to happen yeah no right so you know that's why I've, and if you can get out there and you want to play more of these shows, get out there. Go go to a different state. Go play. That's what yeah, it's all about. Exactly. Book a show somewhere else. Yeah. Because why not? People know? don't know you. You can do whatever the hell you want yeah, to do exactly. on stage. You can be as crazy as you want. Yeah. You can be as high energy. That's the thing that I think is fun was like when I started playing shows in Des Moines, nobody down there knew me. You right. know, Even though I had stood in the crowd and watched so many of them play before. Like, nobody knew me. So I could go up on stage and go all nuts if I wanted to, you yep. know, run up one side of the stage and down the other and play the guitar behind my head or, like, you know, get on my knees and shred and stuff, whatever I want to do. And, nobody, you know, it's, and it's normal. think it's awesome. They will, honestly. And it's, <laughs> it is crazy, though, when we're done playing shows, you know, it's people, people will look at that. So there's something to be said about playing out of town or out of your oh, normal yeah. area. You know, so. that's well, I never forget when I first started doing my first solo gig ever, you know, and I didn't want to do it. Oh man, I was so nervous. Mm. And Chris Carr was the one that says, "You go book a damn show, or I'm going to go book one for you." <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh man, come on!" And I remember sitting there, and I didn't want to do it in my hometown because, man, that's your biggest judges right there yeah. in your yeah. own hometown, right? Yeah. So I went to like early Iowa at the Crossroads Cafe, I think, you know, and booked. And I had I had a, an old buddy of mine played for an hour before I did, so I didn't have to fill so much time. Mm-hmm. And my leg was shaking and quivering <laughs> yeah. the whole time I was doing it. You know, as you look back and on that, that's some of the best times of my life right there. And it's something I'm never going to forget. Yeah. You know? Honestly, some of those are the, the most fun shows, too, as, as like gut-wrenching as they are. Like they are the relieved feeling when like the light is at the end of the tunnel and you're like, I'm going to pull this off. Yeah, like you're nervous as hell. Yeah. And then it's like, it, all it takes is one person to, you see them doing this, you know, they're bouncing, they're bobbing their head or, or their, or their hands are tapping on the table or their knee or something like that. Yep. It's like, I got this guy. Mm-hmm. He's into this, yep. you know? And, and now, like I said, the other day it was, it was crazy. And, I, and I've had people sing my song back to me. But when I played at the Carroll Brewing Company the other day, and, and Brady was playing keys with me, so it was just him on keys and me acoustic solo. Mm-hmm. I didn't even sing the back part of my song. They sang it to me. That's awesome. And I was like, I, man, I tears. Tears just, just rolled down my face. It was the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. That I'm like, awesome. That's awesome. I just made something that these people know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like you have the lyrics for them up there. They listened to that beforehand and knew it was coming. They know the the song, right? I mean, and and they do that with Stiff Drink. There's another one of them songs, too, you know? And it's like, people love it. And they're doing this unprompted. It's not like we're going online saying, like, learn these songs and yell them at me at shows. No, it's no, going to no. be, we're, we're all going to be so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, they, it's on their playlist, their Spotify playlist and their Apple music playlist. And they, that's what they're doing. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, man, keep it up. You know, Jesse, keep writing. Yep. Ober, keep writing. Because I'll tell you what, Ober's album, the white album, you know, yep. that's on one of my playlists, mm-hmm. the whole thing. That's good. Clint, Clint Riedel, the, the stuff that he's got on Apple Music right now, mm-hmm. I listen to it probably every other day anymore. Mm-hmm. I just... More I, to come. I let it... Yeah. <laughs> More to come. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I literally, I literally like, I, I just let it sit there and play in the FedEx truck, you know, I mean, that's what I, uh, that's what I do. And it's, mm-hmm. I love their music. 
Mm-hmm. I can you I know you and I can sing a couple of Ober songs. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done it. I've right. been there done that. You know, that used to be my like my parlor trick was going out there and playing East Side Window for people. But <laughs> and I love it. And people love it. They're like, yeah. Yep, yep. It's pretty fun. East Side Window. Man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Great tune. And how many years ago did you let that out? Ten, maybe. Right. You know? And it's still going. I remember that song being played on the radio when I was like out of high school, maybe four or five years out of high school, and I was just like, "Oh my God, it's Jeremy Albers on the radio! Like, this is so cool!" You know, you know, if he if he come out with like a live video or something like that of him doing that, oh. that would pop that song again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, again. Yep, it's oh, good stuff, man. That's good. That's some tasty stuff. It is, I, and that's the thing. Like, there's so many talented people up here. You being one of them, and it's just it makes me happy to know that I can, you know, I I came in to a music scene that was very friendly and it was established well before I got here, you know, and everyone welcomed me well enough into it. And I mean, even as far as like having a podcast, you guys welcomed that. Cause there's some people that aren't as, it sounds dumb, but there's some people that aren't as welcoming to having free, free publicity thrown around all over the well, internet, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I can, I understand, I suppose, but you know what you do and what you started, was a completely different thing. You're like, I want to interview these people because you love music. Mm-hmm. Right, and I want to know more about these people, and we're going to get this out more to more public. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what your listenership is now. I'm sure it's it's some weeks it's like 400 plus people. Yeah, that's killer, which is extreme. <laughs> like it's pretty wild. Uh, you know, some weeks are less, but still, uh, well, you know. But still, though, I mean, people listen. You mm-hmm. know, that's a lot of people listening. Mm-hmm. You know, people recognize you by your voice. That also blew me away. <laughs> right, I heard that. You know, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's true. hey, I, and people like you know they notice me by my voice mm, yep. and, and like Ober's the same way yep. you know you know when you know an Ober walks in because he's got this hat on yeah, you know and he's there, pulled yep. down and he's like hey how you doing brother yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome dude and that was something else like speaking of your voice uh, some of my friends from Des Moines have been like swinging up now and then to jam night in Barnum just to check it out and I remember one of them like you were there one of the first nights some of my friends were there and they're like that guy, that big guy's got this awesome voice. It's oh. so distinguishable. And it's like, that's... It's just I an think old so. raspy voice. <laughs> but nobody else has that, man. No, I know. Nobody else has that. <laughs> I know. And that's, you know, there's there's times that, like, there's times... It's, it's crazy because there's times, like, I'm like, I love my voice, but damn it, why can't I sound like this? You know? But how many people are saying... That sound exactly like what you want to sound. How many people wish they could sound like you? Yeah, I, and I get that too. And but you know, and it's kind of like some of these Christmas songs. I'm like, oh man, if I could sing it a little more like this, you know, and it would. And I'm like, eh, nah, I'm just gonna do me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good with that. Yep, I'll do me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Oh, but I think we've covered most of what we wanted to cover. We we always go over on these podcasts, we and me, because I mean, there's, right. there's a million things to yeah, talk about. Yeah, there so, is. So let's see here. I'm trying to think, like, what all did we talk about talking about? So we got a new band. Yep. Um, Kirkhart. Kirkhart. Yep. Yeah, check it out. Yep. Um, we'll be out this summer. Nice. Um, yep. That's the plan, anyway. Six months. Yep. Um, solo stuff. Yep. Got a Upcoming show, shows. Show Friday, show Saturday. Oh, show merch, new merch is coming out here soon. New, uh, Kirkhart merch? Yeah, it's nice. going to be pretty cool. What about these Broken Strings broken hats? Broken Strings are always available. Right um, now? Yeah, you like that Broken Strings hat? I honestly really do. <laughs> I, I, you know, the bad part is I was, oh, I don't have mine on. Um, I always like the Richardson hat. Yep. yep. Uh, but they're on back order. They're, yeah, completely back order, <laughs> like everywhere. Uh, all, of, all of my buddies I know that make these kind of things are just like, yeah, they're... 
you, you can get like two styles know. of them, and they're the styles nobody so wants. My buddy Tom, my buddy Tom Bowen found these over at uh, over at Black Bison Outfitters in Lakeview, mm-hmm. and and he made these for us. And um, he, he does all our t-shirts. Um, Jim Jensen did some uh, some hats and some shirts for us too out of Trophies Plus. Dear cool. friends, I, you know. And if it wasn't for music, I would have never met any of these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight up, Jim Jim and Darlis Jensen at Trophies Plus are music lovers. He used to play in a band, and they are huge supporters um, of live music. Financially, uh, they, they support what people believe in, broken strings. Mm-hmm. I mean, unreal, the amount of support from these people. Um, Tom Boland's another one. You know, I just the Carol Brewing Company, everybody there mm-hmm. is so supportive of everything and live music. And just, if it wasn't for music, I would have never found any of those people. That's true. You know? That's very true, man. And that's, you know, and I wouldn't wouldn't have the friends that I do if it wasn't that way. So Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Is there a, I don't want to just end it there, but yeah, is there anything else we want to like gloss over before, we're, uh, before we roll out of here for the night? I don't know. Just be on the lookout. 2022 is going to be a good year. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, I keep thinking. If you think 2021 was crazy, there's so many people with so many plans in 2022. Yeah. You're no different. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited, man. I really am. This is going to be tons of fun. It's. Uh, I think this is going to be the year where a lot of us put our names on the map. I hope one, so. One way or the other. I hope we all do, man. Yep. I mean, you know, I, I can't. And I, and I support everybody around this area. Keep doing what you're doing, right? Remember what yep. we said? Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Go for it. Yep. Um, because life is far too short. I mean, man, have we lost some good people. Mm-hmm. And you never know when your time is up. So That's true. So why not just enjoy the hell out of it every way you go? Yep. yep. If you're not having fun, I don't know what you're doing. And if I could, if I could, if I could teach my kids that one thing in life, it's just to go for it. Oh my gosh! Think yeah. of all the time you or I in our own lives have wasted time yeah. just not going for it, either because we're scared or we're just lazy or we're afraid what people are going to say. Yeah. Why the hell would this person do this? And and why the hell does their opinion matter? Yeah. I hate. I not hate at it. all, like, dude. Youth is wasted on the young. Why do we have to get in our thirties and forties right. to realize so I should have just I, done this? I, so I want to look at some of my best friends, like 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 um, Chessie. Yep. And you and Ober and Clint and Corey Waller and Ronley and, and everybody that's in the band with me and Yeah, you're pulling people out of the woodworks that aren't players every single day out right? on bands. So. And I'm like, just go for it, man. Let's live this life and let's have fun while we're doing it. That's awesome. You know, so let's yep. that's what twenty twenty two is gonna be all about. It's gonna be some good times, man. It hey, is. I appreciate you sitting down and talking with me, man. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. Oh, there we go. Another episode with Mr. Scott Kirkhart. Such a fun guy. Such a cool guy. He's got lots of stuff going on. And, he, and uh, yeah, this episode is a testament to that. Uh, I, I do have to say thanks to him for sitting down and talking with me on uh, short notice this week. I mean, I've been kind of struggling to get episodes out. I've been super busy. And then uh, being sick on top of that didn't really help anything. So uh, g- glad I got to sit down with Scott before I did get sick. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better now. But, uh Got shows this weekend. We'll have to see. We'll have to play it by ear. I'm not sure they're going to happen. Maybe they'll happen without me. I don't know. Um, Just uh, feeling a little under the weather, and I don't want to get anyone else sick. So we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody out there is feeling good through the holidays. Hope everybody stayed safe through the storm that happened in Iowa not too long ago. Um, 
I guess today, the day this comes out is Thursday, so it happened yesterday on Wednesday, but yeah, lots of damage everywhere, lots of crazy stuff happening, so hope everybody stayed warm, hope it stayed dry, you know, stayed out of the wind, uh, found a safe place to hunker down, so I uh, just got to give a shout out once again to Scott, he's working so hard to do literally anything and everything he can and wants to do, honestly, like uh, we talk about that, it's you got to have that desire to go do stuff. And then, you know, if you have an idea, just go do it. Just go do it, you know. If it fails and you don't like it, then, you know, I guess if it fails or you don't like it, you don't have to do it anymore. You know, you chose to do it. You can choose not to do it. So uh, hats off to him for just working super hard. New band coming out. All this crazy stuff with Broken Strings uh, upcoming. So keep an eye on that. Um, he told me about some of the stuff that he has in the works uh, after the podcast episode, after we recorded it. And... Um, nothing is really set in stone yet, but holy cow, he's got big ideas. So check out Broken Strings. I got links for pretty much everything down below. So check that out. Uh, he does have merch for Broken Strings as well. Find him at a show. Hit him up. I think you could probably hit him up on the Broken Strings social media and, and say, hey, I want one of your hats or something like that. And he could probably help you out too. So hats off to Scott for being such a good guy. And uh, hats off to you guys for being patient with me while I struggle to get these episodes out here as of late. Once again, I apologize, uh, working hard, uh, working six days a week and doing all that stuff. It's starting to finally take its toll, and then uh, getting sick was not not the cherry on top I was hoping for. So thank you guys for listening. Check out all the Audible Farm stuff down below. Uh, I've promoted it in every episode. Uh, the shop, the YouTube channel, you can listen for free. Patreon channel to watch the video versions, even though those have been coming out later and later because it just takes so much extra time to edit them and uh yeah just been busy so uh, once again i apologize to everyone for being busy and not having everything out when i say i would so uh i apologize but hey the episode's out on thursday so i, I did the best i could so thank you guys very much for uh, enjoying the audible farm podcast i had a lot of people message me this morning and asking me if i'm okay and other than being sick yeah i'm, I'm definitely okay so thank you guys all for checking in on me i really appreciate that and i'll check you guys out next week so Thank you very much. Peace.